This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get reward points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Jetson's there, Billy Head. The goal, Chris Billy Huddersfield Town. The most famous goal of Chris Billy's life. Is this the moment for Lee Fowler? It is. Take your place in Division 2, Huddersfield Town. Champion Steve Simonson's boots now. He's missed. Steve Simonson clears the flame of the goal and collapses in a heap of tears. Huddersfield Town are promoted. For Schindler has a chance to write his name in Huddersfield Town legend. And he takes that chance! And when there's something strange in your neighbourhood, who are you going to call? Well, Carlos Corbran, apparently. After Town's first point at Preston since 2001, He's followed that up with a first win at Fulham since 1993, a first win over Cardiff since 2003, and now a win at Birmingham City, a third win in 12 against the Small Heath Alliance. Uh, Carlos Corbran, lads, is exercising ghosts left, right and centre, but there is a particular ghost looming this Friday night. Uh, speaking of ghosts, with me tonight is a man who has all sorts of plasma all over his front room. It's Richard Cosmala. Good evening, Cosy. Good evening, guys. A man with a complexion who looks like he's seen a ghost. It's Dan Pozzaporic. Sorry, Andy. I've, you know, Pozza's just uh, kiboshed us, aren't he? 15 minutes before, so you don't get your own intro. So, you know, stick, keep giving Pozza some stick there. And finally, stepping in for the invisible Phil Senior, it's our friendly ghost, Simon Casper Copeland. How are we doing, guys? We have to say, Andy, thank you very much for stepping in. Pozza gave us about 15 minutes notice, didn't he, before shit-housing us, Lee Nichols style, uh, in dropping out of the podcast. So, you know, thanks for that, Pozza. And, uh, all, First and thing I you thought, do is, is, is complain about my fifty-six-year-old complexion. How arse is that? <laughs> well, I, I thought you know we need a Matty Young, don't we? Somebody reliable on the bench, willing and eager to come on. I thought you know what, Andy Kay, perfect man for the job. <laughs> right, guys, this episode is. This episode, as always, sponsored by the brilliant Magic Rock Brewing. Uh, use the code AHTTC10 for 10% off all online orders uh, when you go to magicrockbrewing.com. Uh, lots of good stuff available online. Lots of good uh, lots of good clobber as well, if you fancy getting yourself a T-shirt as well. And there's a couple of things in the club shop too. Right, guys. Birmingham City, nil. Or should I say Small Heath Alliance, nil. Huddersfield Town, two. Um Really good. So town uh, with the lineup uh, again, adopting that four four one one shape that they played at Fulham. Uh, Dwayne this time, uh, Dwayne Esther was pressing up front. You know, as a, as a sort of number ten second striker, if you like. Uh, really solid performance. Really good shape. Uh, dealt a bit of a blow at the start of the game with Tom Lee's uh, not being able to play. But you know, it's not too bad, is it? When you can have uh, the birthday boy Levi Colwell step in just like that. You know, um, and to be honest, you know, at, <sighs> town. You know this. Scored the opener, um, suspe- you know, Levi got it, suspiciously an own goal by Gary Gardner. But for me, Town just looked really comfortable in this game. Cosy, you were there. You were down there, weren't you? Um, for me, I was watching it. At no point did I feel sort of threatening, threatened by Birmingham too much in that first half. And Town just 
kind of cruised through in second gear and the goals, you know, Sauber Thomas, fantastic delivery. Uh, and then, you know, it breaks to Lewis O'Brien again, Sauber causing the issues 2-0. And do you know what? I actually, it's unusual for a Huddersfield fan to feel confident at 2-0, isn't it? But it went to 2-0 in the first half and I thought, do you know what? I can put, I can, I feel quite good about this. I know a 2-0 big, but you know, you know, usually a 2 nils that sort of awkward lead, you know, if you go up early and you think, oh, this is going to be, can we hold on to this, another goal and the right back in it. But, you know, this this back four gives you a different confidence. And Cosy, you wanted to mention Ollie Turton as well. There's a, an appreciation tweet for Ollie Turton by the official club account, amongst other things. And we've mentioned how good Levi was stepping in. Matty Pearson, solid as ever. You know, he's improved a lot over the course of the season. Harry Toffolo again. Sign your contract, Harry. He was back at left back. You know, it, it and hog the hogma the boss hog in front of them it's just they're great to watch aren't they because even if it's sometimes not the most fluid and entertaining it's just really it's just great to watch and they're good good solid lads aren't they they are but you've got to take into account the stuff that just drops for us like Taylor got injured in a warm-up they've their defense they've got no center halves and the only one that did have Mr Maxine Colin he went off injured on 25 minutes and that was huge uh, in the game culminated in the uh, good for us but total debacle at the back for them uh, not once but twice certainly for the for the first goal which I've seen a guy giving us an own goal uh, on some uh, kind of websites but Levi uh, is doing his best celebration up there I don't know what that were all about is he is he a Villa fan or something it was a bit of a weird celebration when that won it but again boiling no, a bit no, of piss not, that, uh, top right hand corner but yeah and Dwayne, uh, Dwayne with the catch do you see the tennis ball catch from Dwayne as well yeah, the, yeah. Yeah, one of them slung, slung a tennis. He just nice and nonchalantly like he were at Wimbledon, wasn't he? He just caught it and just rolled it back in. Class that. Good cricket yeah, to that lad, Dwayne Holmes. That's why he's caught that. Good cricket <laughs> to for skulls in the yeah. Swimble League. There you go. <laughs> bit of a meek protest, but yeah, again, uh, Birmingham, I thought, took a bit of control early on, but without really looking like they were going to kind of do anything, to be honest with you on that as well. Uh, Jukovic had one or two kind of moments when he came in the box, but nothing really that I was worried about. But the thing what I've kind of learned that it's all good teams do it, and we are obviously a good team at the moment. We just stay patient, and and what the the thing is when you when you're like struggling like Birmingham are, and when we were struggling last season, you know the mistakes going to come from the opposition. How many times last year we did see Edmonds Green balls up or Nabisar balls up? Time after time we were coming on here on a Sunday night, bemoaning that, and you know that like poor sides or sides we're lacking in confidence are going to give you a mistake. And they give us two in about 15 minutes and it absolutely killed the game. Good for us. And uh, yeah, second half, we kind of cruised through in that as well. But it's it's just, again, that belief that you think we're going to, you know, we'll touch on Wednesday's game again later on. But you just know, knew on Wednesday when we equalised we were going to win. I did. It's just incredible. I can't put it. It's like when you go to Blackpool, some of them weird mystic people in it when you go to, yeah, I've never beaten one, but you know. Like one of those machines on Big. What was the what was the machine on big the film from like nineteen eighty eight? There's uh, you know, where it turns it. anyway. Carry on, cause I'm talking nonsense. <laughs> no, no, it was really good, and uh, we did the the old trick as well. I, I I think there's a bit of a weird thing going on with town. So wherever where I am, the goals are scored at the other end. It happened on Wednesday twice. It happened on Saturday twice. So I'm kind of having on my beef, and I say we need to play it towards town fans. Well. No, let's just keep aiming away against us, and that's when the goal's going to come on that as well. But it's, uh, yeah, anyone who were there yesterday, or Evans been at Birmingham before, it's a grim place, isn't it? You've just got to get in there, get the business done, and get out of town, and that as well. And again, I think we just caught them on a good day. No centre halves, no defenders that they had. Uh, Lyle Taylor, who I've always been impressed with, to be honest with you, and a couple of times I've seen Birmingham, he looked their best player, so delighted not to see him involved yesterday. But yeah, he's. Word discipline. The word is just discipline for me, man. It, it, I think some people confuse, kind of, not not exciting for like, for what we're doing. But it's just discipline. All good teams just do that. Don't make any errors. Do everything right. That's what they always say. That's what they always say, mate. Build from the back, don't they? Even in terms of like strength. Yeah, fantastic. Sai, you sat there nodding. Uh, what? What? I think what everyone wants to know is Sai, where do you know if if fingers crossed, Huddersfield Town get in the playoffs and manage to navigate through them. Whereabouts are you going to start at the back there, just behind you, live on the podcast? <laughs> Party around mine, if we do. I'm going to hold you I to mean, that. Yeah. Bring it Clive, on, we've got to 
when you got into the top half side, you must have ransacked that shelf. We haven't been there for years. Well, <laughs> is this bar number three or what that there? What's the refill? <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, um, crikey, yeah, kind of um, welcome on my time, chaps. Um, I echo everything because he said there, really, it was kind of um, a very professional performance. I kind of felt like we didn't get out of second gear at times, but nor did we need to. And I think kind of the word you used, because he was disciplined, I thought we were very controlled, actually. Um, never looked really like kind of been any threat or kind of losing the game. So, yeah, kind of on, on to the next one. Now on to Peterborough. And um, kind of, obviously, fingers crossed we can get three more points from that, really. But very professional performance. Um, nice to score from a set piece. I thought we obviously were a big threat from those at the start of the season. And that, uh, we haven't scored from them for probably kind of quite a few games now. So nice to get one from a set piece. Um, and then a good finish for the second from Lewis O'Brien after their mistake, like you say. And uh, kind of very quite a disciplined second half. Andy, I know, I know you're you're a late sub and you didn't get a chance to really watch a lot of the game, which is fine. Um, yeah. But you know, you look through the the stats of the game as well, and, and Town uh, very impressive. You know, I know XG is XG. You know, not a lot of people buy into it. It's fine. It's not something we we go too deep into because people also find it a little bit dull sometimes, don't they? But you know, Town comfortably better in terms of you know expected goals. In terms of you look at stats as well, possession. Town play the ball so quickly that it doesn't really matter that we, you know, we have under fifty percent possession because of the way town play. It's very, it's on the counter, isn't it? It's quick, it's diagonal at times, and they try, you know, not long ball, but you know, they're very quick in transitioning through the thirds. Uh, and town, you know, you look at attempts on target. Birmingham have had two, town have had five. It's, you know, it's a, a deserved win, really. You know, town don't, you know, one one thing town fans hate is, you know, don't don't mess around at the back, you know, you know that sort of thing. And town don't do that, do they? They sort of play quickly they try and play accurately and they go from front to back quite you know they try and turn the opposition quite well and they, they've done this now uh, against Birmingham as well and there's a lot of teams sort of struggle if we if we if it clicks you know and Sauber Thomas in particular um, it, it really clicks doesn't it and Sauber himself was was fantastic in in terms of his delivery into the box as well and obviously Sauber Thomas sponsored by AKLD um, you know you've seen his form lately it's great to see him back on form isn't it as well because you know there was a few people started to question him a couple of months ago sort of saying oh which were you know some very unfair comments you know people sort of saying you know he thinks he's made it now he's got a welsh cap etc which which i thought was nonsense you know a lot of young players have these peaks troughs peaks troughs and it'll, it'll dip again but his form recently has been fantastic hasn't it and as the sponsor you must be delighted Absolutely delighted, obviously, as, as, his, as his sponsor. <laughs> that, that's that's that, kit sponsor, not alcohol AA not sponsor alcohol, or anything no, like that, yeah. No, no kit sponsor. Um, yeah, I think I've said, said this before, but I, and I've said this about town. Previously, we were we were crap, we were slow and crap. I would prefer we were quick and crap. And I think it's the, the speed of the ball moving around the park. It seems to have got faster for me, and we're, we're taking... A quicker pass rather than the two steady passes. We seem to have got better at just the, the basics of of moving the ball around quicker. And I, I didn't watch the game on on Saturday. I wasn't able to. Um, and I um, I understand that we got the ball forward quicker. Certainly for that second goal that O'Brien scored that I've seen on the highlights, we certainly got it forward quicker. And I think that's one of the things that I've been impressed with by Cobb Brown recently is that he seems to have learned his lessons. The subs have been made made more effective. He seems to have enabled us to, to change our shape more effectively. And he's prepared to, to let the players solve the problems, whereas there was something that, that was in was in The Athletic recently. It talked about last season he was doing a lot of the talking before the game. Now he's listening to his players doing the talking, so they're taking yeah. the lead and they're making the decisions. And that's exactly what needs to happen for me. So I think they've probably grown up. And there's a lot of maturity in the, in the side now that wasn't there last year. You, you can you can argue that that Stearman and Keogh gave us a lot of age, but whether how mature they were, I, I don't know. But there seems to be a lot more people stepping up and going right. I'm going to take responsibility and do what I need to do. So yeah, speed of ball being moved, we're, we're changing the way we play it. We seem to be difficult to play against. Um, lots of tenacity, yeah, and and, and sort of back to being. That entertainer, that 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 guy, that bit at the end, at the end on Wednesday night when he's having his own dancing. Can you imagine how good that must be for a lad who eighteen months ago was, was doing whatever he was doing and playing part time football to have two thousand people giving it that because he's doing yeah. it. You got Pos bushwhacking in front of him. To have that happen to you, 
I know, I, I didn't go to him. He's top bloke. Love it. Love it. I didn't think there were a lot of difference between the teams. And Lee Boyd, it's the first time I probably agreed with him on that. A young, He was really good at A young lad rung up. But honestly, he can't have been that old, to be honest, on, on Radio West Midlands driving back. And he said the difference between the two sides were the goalkeepers. And he was praising Lee Nichols, who made an absolutely sensational save for Mono Hernandez. He got the look again off the bar, but he deserved it. Honestly, we, obviously, we were at the other end, like, proper pushed it against the bar. It was brilliant. And, and our kind of etheridge was pretty slow, to be honest with you, on that as well. But... I know we've talked about it before, but it really helps uh, when you've got a top, you know, keeper. That's yeah. I would think it is. Is there anyone better in the division? Than him? I know we're biased and we see him week in, week out. But you know, honestly, how many points has he got us with things like that? But I was worried about Hernandez coming in. Every time I watched him, he looked really good. But I thought we did a good job on him. To be honest with you, we kept him out of arm's way, and uh, yeah, I thought in midfield we really controlled things as well. Uh, Dwayne Holmes. Uh, you know, really, really good. He seems to be improving game by game. Honestly, it's like uh, Ollie Turton, O'Brien, probably our best player yesterday. Hog. We look good. Uh, but it, a number of times I keep hearing opposition managers. It, it's so funny because I mean, suppose 2 0 uh, lead at town at half time is like dream up, but we don't win by, we're never led by many goals, have we? So as a fan, you can never relax. And opposite, number of opposition managers are, I didn't think we were, they were that much better than us or. We were worse than them. I keep hearing it week in, week out by these beaten managers and, and stuff. And it's it's music to my ears. But again, I just come back to that. To me, it's mistakes. They made two mistakes and we scored. We were making them last season, the season before that. Yeah. All the best teams don't balls up and we are not touchwood cocking up. We're very resolute. We're very strong mentally and physically and, and we'll run all day. And that's the secret to our success, to be honest. We're not making... The mistakes we've made the other years. God, how many times have come in here? Saar did this and Edmund Green did that. We honestly we're getting boring coming on every other week. Saying it now, it's it's clever and people are really smart in what they're doing now on that as well. We're not playing that much risk football. And uh, one other thing as well, our friend Mr. Boyer said, and they were right. He he was preparing his team for a town that were playing in a lot of, that you know played with a lot of possession. But we were doing different things yesterday. We were kind of playing a bit longer. We were we were turning them round. Smart thinking, and I think what we're trying to say is that uh, Carlos owned uh, boy yesterday, and, and God, it was so funny to hear him say. It sounded like we were going to cry, and honestly, that was just the creme de la creme, man. Just turn the radio off, up the M42, up the town. I think the other thing for me, because is we've got options now, whereas you kind of compared to last year, and the bench was full of kids at times, wasn't it? Kind of there was no option to rotate players. It felt like we got injury after injury. Touch wood, we've got a relatively clean bill of health now. Kind of hopefully that continues for the rest of the season. But Carlos has been able to rotate the squad. Kind of the players that come in, kind of uh, doing the same, forming to the same standard, if not better than the players who they're replacing. And it's kind of improving standards across the team. And kind of obviously made four changes. I think didn't it? Kind of compared to the midweek fixture, and every one of them to a man was was really good. And um, difficult selections ahead going into kind of next weekend, really. But that's a nice place to be. Rhodes were great, uh, Si. I really liked what he did. He didn't have many chances. I don't think he had any chances. But the one thing that he's, he's got, I mean, it's, it's an obvious thing, it's his experience. It's just little things, mate. It's like you close down a defender, he'll shield the ball, he'll play the smarter pass. He's a very clever player, mate. A lot more. Yeah, he's probably lost a bit of that. He never really had a seeding pace in his first spell, but that little bit of your kind of a giving that moment. I think got a tangent, Cosy, but. Um... It's really good actually for the for the winner against Cardiff. He kind of occupies Aidan Flint, I think, the centre half to, yeah. to let the boss let the ball kind of get to Johnny Russell and um, probably goes unnoticed quite a bit actually. So um That's what I was saying yeah. to Matt Glennon yesterday, Matt uh side driving back and that as well, because it's like you know, people probably say, Well, they should on this run and you know, they probably can't do any better than this. But I were kind of countering because for me, like Roger's oh, gonna get better. I I think again didn't even come on yesterday. He's a guy who's going to, you know, play better. Tino Ankerin, who could be, you know, he could be the difference this season, mate, and that as well. We've seen nothing of him so far. There's players in there that, you know, can give us more that, than we've seen already. I mean, Karoma, brilliant on Wednesday night. You know, and he got a cameo appearance yesterday. But these guys can give us a lot more. So, I don't... It gives me so much heart to think, you know, if we're playing at total full pelt and we were winning games with everyone playing at the max... We're just we're having games where there's like one of you know obviously like Nichols is underpinning a lot of it by playing brilliant, but other guys are like playing better than others. I, I 
I think what I'm trying to say is I think there's a lot more fuel in our tank to come. So it gives me a lot of art where you're looking at this stage of the season, like say we need, obviously everyone needs a bit of luck with injuries, but I just think, is there more to give? Can we go up another gear? I think we can, you know. I think the other thing, just to me as well, because is, is that kind of all across that front line and, and the midfield options, whoever plays, they've all got goals in them. In previous seasons, we've had kind of relied on one or two players to score our goals. Well, if you look at the team now, Danny Ward's kind of contributing in double figures. Um, I think Jordan Rose will come good, as you say. Then you've got kind of Sauber Thomas, Dwayne Holmes, Louis O'Brien, who I think could all kind of contribute a goal. Um, Sinani as well. You kind of think actually kind of there's a lot of options there, notwithstanding the fact we're good at set pieces. So you kind of feel like actually kind of we're always a threat. And um, yeah, that's what probably makes it quite exciting for me as well. I think there's a lot to roll back on there because he sort of rifled off half the agenda without we sort of without breath there, didn't you? Because and so we'll roll back on. Uh, he's, he's excited. Everyone should be excited. This is the thing. And so there's a couple of things really that I think need to just we just need to linger on momentarily. And I think one of them is that save from Lee Nichols as well. It's Hernandez cuts in, doesn't he, between the space between Pearson and and Turton, and there's an absolutely outstanding touch onto the crossbar, isn't it? You know, ever since we sat here a few months ago and sort of said, he's really good as Lee Nichols, but he's not made any sort of top-class saves yet that you would probably think, wow, that was amazing. But ever since then, he's pulling them off every week, isn't he? Just to show, you know, who, who are the shithouses here? Lee Nichols or us? Definitely us. So, you know, he's he's made an outstanding save there. Bakuna's hit the post, you know, maybe some thoughts on how Bakuna looked yesterday. He kind of looked like usual to me, half interested, half not, does little things and disappears. You know, that's standard Janino Bakuna to me. Uh, the other things are Dwayne Holmes, you know, Cosy, you um, sent out the touch map, didn't you, earlier on Twitter? You know, a nice little stat there to show Dwayne Holmes. Is Dwayne Holmes the new he's here, he's there, he's everywhere? You know, because he was all over the pitch again, wasn't he? Or Dwayne Esther, as I like to call him. You know, yeah, he's, he's all over. I had, I had a look at a few other touch maps from that as well t- today, some of our other players. And, and while obviously Hogg had a lot more kind of dots knocking about, you know, on there because he got the ball more. I think what's really impressive is like, to me, Holmes' touch map, it's like, he was shouting for the ball. He were stretching, playing, you know, the touch lines. That that you can't be that, can you? When you've got guys who were like coming at space, just working out for the team and that as well. And it's not something I don't think you'd maybe doing a bad press, but it's not something you'd really associate with Dwayne Holmes. This kind of hard work, you know, kind of. I always thought he was a bit more of a luxury player, but for me he's, now, I think he's, he's one of our. Uh, it's a Swiss Army players. knife. He's he's like a Swiss Army knife. You know, you you pull up the different thing, and it can go in different positions each time, and he'll and he'll. Work his ass off every time in each position. He's oh. a really important player, is Dwayne. You know, he's he, he was a, one of the first first names on the sheet map. Which which game did he miss? Where obviously we haven't lost for ages, so we can't have lost. But I think we drew a game where we were Stoke. That was it, mate. Stoke, yeah. yeah. And that was it was there was a game where he was his wife was giving birth. I think he missed that as well, and we missed him again. But he's he's been since October time. He's really been excellent as Dwayne and. He's one of those players, you know, we talk about players like Turton, et cetera, and although Turton's not going under the radar anymore, Dwayne Holmes certainly is. Uh, and he, he, for me, has been excellent, Dwayne. You know, he's, you know, in possession, he's always looking forward as well, which is really important. He turns, he's decent on the turn, looks forward. And I think when he initially came to the club, um, it was maybe getting pushed off the ball a little bit easier, you know, and it was like reminiscent of when he first came through. But for his size, he actually, you know, he's got a little bit of, a little bit about him as Dwayne. You know, he doesn't get knocked off that easily. And I think part of it is just trying to fit into the style of knowing where everybody's going to be and, you know, which way to turn, where to look. And, you know, I think Dwayne's quite in sync with with what we're doing. And you made a point earlier, Andy, about Carlos Corbran. And I think what's quite key, the difference between Carlos Corbran last year and maybe Carlos Corbran this year, is that last year, I think Carlos came in and said, right, everybody, we're going to play this way. We're going to do this. This is what we're going to do. You, you're going to need to do that. You're going to need to do that. And this is the way we do things. And he was the man, like you say, giving the team talks on everything and how to do that. Whereas over the summer, it's like, without sort of asking him this question, it feels like he's gone away and kind of thought, do you know what? Instead of me telling them to do this, I'm looking at the squad and this squad, this person, this player can do this. That player can do that. And he's now working with the players tactically rather than telling the players what they have to do. And the players are taking a lot more responsibility. The players, you know, like you say, are taking responsibility in the changing rooms, on the training field. And he's done really, really well in giving sort of the power, some of the power, if you like, to the players. You know, there's the power in terms of responsibility. And there's been a real sort of sea change there. And people compare him to uh, the man up the road who has disappeared in the last few days. But 
you know, he's he's absolutely nothing like him for me, you know, in terms of the way he, he coaches and manages. I know he's not done it for a long time, but, you know, he's, you know, his adaptability is very impressive and it keeps being impressive. And Town, I think what Cosy said as well about managers sort of saying Huddersfield Town aren't this, aren't that. But Huddersfield Town's adaptability in game is actually really good. You know, they're very solid, you know, banks of four at the minute. And and the way that town adapt to each different thing and what everybody throws at us is really good. It's like a sponge that back four. You know, it just soaks sort of everything up, doesn't it? And then sort of propels forward. And I think it's I think it's fair to give Carlos. You know, after Carlos got a lot of hammer from everybody. You know, in twenty twenty one, twelve months ago, quite rightly in some ways. This year, you know, he deserves every plaudit that's coming his way. I think. To, to right, he does. Um, uh, an old colleague of mine dug out a tweet that I'd sent out probably around about October. Uh, October 20, uh, February, about this time last year, saying, you know, take, send you up, Carlos, on your way, whatever you're doing isn't working. I, I felt last year that they were, they, they, the team seemed fearful of making a mistake and not following his in really intense way of leading. You must, you saw him on the touchline, lots of directions, lots of, you must do this, you must do that. And it felt like they were just, a little bit scared to, 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 to step out of that and, and try something that didn't fit in with what he wanted. Now, maybe he's got the message across, maybe they now understand how they're supposed to play and that with that is a level of freedom and responsibility, like, like we said, that they can they can make some decisions themselves. They, they look relaxed on the ball. Uh, they look like they they know what they're there to do. They look like a really complicated problem to solve for a opposition team when we're, when we're defending, like, like Cosy said, that back four is, is really resilient um, and they, they're getting blocks in. Um, going back to Dwayne Holmes, he's not afraid to put himself about a bit, even though he's, 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 not, the, he's not the biggest lad in the world. I mean, he clashed with somebody on Wednesday night uh, and, and I just you could see him running off and laughing at the, the bloke as if to say, yeah, I'm, I'm give me some more, mate, because I'm, I'm here to take this. I'm not, you know, get ready because I'm, I'm not good because I'm smaller than you. I'm not going to run away from you and I, I loved I loved that about him I just wish he'd retain the ball a little bit more he frustrates me a little bit that sometimes he loses the ball a bit easy um, not as much as Sanani did in the 60 minutes he was on Wednesday night but um, I don't think I, I think I'd have lost it as many times as he did if I'd have played on Wednesday night there was thing in there there was something they just look a little bit more comfortable in their own skin and they look like they, they know what they're about and, they, and they're allowed to to, to almost mess up and because they know they can mess up they're not messing them up as much as they did for me I was singing Ollie Turt and the Ginger Cafu yesterday and <laughs> it made a chuckle but, but it's like uh, did you say Ginger Cat Food? honestly <laughs> just huge uh, praise for this guy and again I think maybe some of us have got Rolter's hands up in this podcast that this was a guy who came in a bit of a baptism of fire really and that as well and uh He's so versatile. You know, I, I think he could play kind of in a few different positions and that as well. And I think the thing what I like, really like about this team, they're just making good decisions. He's really smart. He's not the quickest, but if he's kind of marking a tricky winger and that as well, he just he just knows what to do. He, you can see why he's been in a promotion team, obviously, kind of a league down and that as well. He looks a good footballer where at first I was thinking, I couldn't see, you know, like when you look at play, I'm thinking, what's your strength here? What's your kind of quality? But... Honestly, the, the guy, again, he's another one who's making it hard for, to leave out and that as well. What a great problem Carlos has got now, I think, with his players. Definitely. I think another thing as well, uh, Sauber Thomas, you know, we were talking about how excellent Sauber Thomas is. He's, you know, assists, you know, the assists keep coming this season. They've got varying amounts. If you look on whoscored.com or elsewhere, they vary from 11 to 14 assists, depending on, you know, where you look. But, you know, he's he's doing really amazing things. And um, cause if you want to talk about that, but what I thought would be quite good is if you know yeah. you you went just, to the game. Did you did you say that. you went to the game with Matt Glennon? Was that what you did? Oh, you were talking no, to him afterwards. Yeah, I was talking to Matt. <laughs> I'm not gonna say. So, so do you remember when, kind of a, a month, a couple of months ago, we were kind of saying he's had that day because obviously we're never going to keep that early season format. But he's so dangerous now. I I would absolutely hate to mark him. He's very deceptive because he's like he just has this. I haven't kind of seen a time when you're like that. He's just like, he just glides past people and, and you cannot give him an inch because he's gone. And you know that he's going to put a decent centre in more often than not. It must be horrible because there's some wingers, not that you let anyone go past you if you're the fullback, but you pretty much know that the crosses are going to be garbage or the decision that they're going to make is going to be Dear garbage. Dear Carby. But 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, he's playing so well, mate. And like Andy said, he's, the celebrations and stuff after the guys enjoying it. And uh, honestly, he's he's you just hope and pray that these guys can stay fit because that every team's going to be saying that about the key players mm-hmm. and that as well. But this man is an absolute revelation, and I just love watching him play. I love watching him play. Wingers are always kind of heroes or zeros out there. Got a number of wingers at ten. They got abuse over the years, but this guy, honestly, he's he's where it all started for me. You know, so, but Thomas started this season and. The guy just seems to be getting better and better. It's so exciting, man. So exciting. Uh, yeah. Um, tell us about the away end as well, because you were, you know, a couple of new songs creeping in, oh. etc. And you were you were enjoying yourself back there, weren't you? There were some funny bits, mate. So anyone who's been at Birmingham knows that there's a few, so let's say, interesting characters. Uh, top right uh, in that top tier stand, because obviously half the bottom tiers are cut open because of structured problems. But so there were a lot of them. Let's say deciding to make their way back to. Uh, to watch the new series of the Peaky Blinders a lot earlier than uh, quarter to five. So we were sending them on the way and they were, they were giving various gestures, which basically meant, uh, I hope I don't see any of them after the game, but it was so funny. They were biting and were like, uh, going to cry in a minute. And, and there were, were this woman, honestly, well, debatable to be fair. She was like, come back. She was like, whoa, like, I, I had three teeth on that as well. And we were going, whoa, whoa. Honestly, it was just so good. But yeah, there's, there's such a nice there. Uh, there's such a feeling in there. It's almost like, well, I knew a guy who went, as by the way, he missed both goals. I couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> he, uh, he went uh, went for a pee the first one, then came back and the second half, he thought, I'll get a pint in. I says, don't, you, you don't learn your lesson. You won't, you know, you might miss a goal and then lo and behold, they did and that as well. But, <laughs> but there is, it, it almost feels like we still don't believe that we're meant to be here. We, you know, like before when we, it was different than that of us. I know we keep mentioning Wagner season, but we were up there early on. We'd recruited Everly and expectations went through the roof early. So the pressure were on. This still feels like, even though we beat Fulham, I, I still get it. It's just like, we're not, you know, I know we're singing EIEIO and that, but I still think everyone in there is thinking, this is this is not real. So we're just going to enjoy it. So there's, there's a different kind of vibe for me this, this time, more than, than other times. I think it might be different on Friday because Peterborough, and expectations there to beat a team. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Cosy, what, what's your favourite away day? Matt, it's got to be the city ground at Nottingham. Just old school stadium, you're right near the pitch, great atmosphere. But there's nothing like playing at home. Same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You win... Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. In the bottom four, but I still think a lot of people would have been happy with a point yesterday. So it was kind of, you know, really good, nice, but when, especially the celebrations at the end and Pozza's not here to kind of explain, which is a bit of a shame, but I talked to a couple of people yesterday and apparently one of the reasons the wave has come back, it was a joint thing uh, initiated by the players towards... You know, the, the fans, it were almost, they were saying, do you think it'd be a good idea to bring it back to get some unity in there and that as well? And because at first, I'm kind of never a great, I'm never one for like bringing stuff back, you know, kind of thinking it's been, it's had its time and, and things like that as well. Apart from Peter Jackson, if you're watching Jacko, we were glad you'll come back. But, but so I'm thinking now, it just felt good yesterday doing all that stuff again. And when, when, I was like watching that video, I took a little bit of it last night, and you look at some of the people who were who were the most excited about it. It's like Sir Chico and some of that other backroom staff, the buzzing. You know what? And it's such a nice thing to see because it's like I can see one or two of the players a bit uncomfortable with it, but it's like it's they're enjoying the ride. We we were there, we enjoyed the ride for years because these guys have never been on that ride. Johnny Ong has, none of the others have, and it's it's mm. you it's just a beautiful thing. And it's gonna ball piss again. And I saw a few tweets this night from other fans. 
good. Oh, <laughs> uh, she'd lost it. Look at them celebrating like they've just been promoted. Yeah, they were proper, absolutely yeah. kicking off. Oh, it's really weird. Man, Man City sing a song that they were not really here, don't they? Because part of their history. I feel mm. like we need to sing a song like we shouldn't be here or something like that as well. Yeah. But honestly, it's uh, it's just beautiful, man. And uh, I'm so excited for Nottingham Forest next Monday in the Cup. You know, I'm, that is just going to be some special night. And honestly, at town now, it's amazing. Where's it all going to end, man? Premier League, mate. Hopefully. Fingers crossed. Touch wood. I feel like I've jinxed it now. I've said <laughs> that. <it>. Done, <laughs> if we drop out now, it's all my fault. Um, i tell you what, Matt. After watching that 45 minutes of Tottenham with loads of town fans, obviously the pub in Birmingham where Leeds are going... <laughs> downtown are going up but there were Birmingham, there were Villa fans in there like what's this about like, oh Villa hate them as well don't they but what honestly when he watched that what Tottenham did I'm thinking do we want to go up of course of course exactly take the money take the money enjoy yourself that's what you want to do um, and, and win the Premier League that's what that's it that's what Hefford say <laughs> so let's go to the uh, to YouTube shall we and see what people are saying so thank you very much to the 30 people that are currently now watching us online and thank you very much for joining us. If you could click on the like button and subscribe, that would be fantastic. And I'll stop doing my begging uh, right now. Uh, right. So let's have a look through. So James Bent Cozzy, obviously, who'd, uh, who dropped out, but no, nope, it was Pozza. Um, so, you know, absolute shade for Mr. Kosmala. Uh, Terry 7 and 2 says six points down, three to go. I didn't hear go. that, Matt. He went dead. What did it say again? Honestly, it froze, it froze. <laughs> it's James Bentley. It was the James Bentley one throwing shade at you, mate, saying uh, he, th he thought it was you that didn't do your stretches, you know, for the warm-up. But, you know, obviously, Poz, Poz was the one who let us down. Cozzy never lets us down, apart from that time when he's in Spain and all the clinkings going on in the background of the bar and what have you. But never yeah, mind. <laughs> in other countries, Poz can't even do it in white, man. Uh, right, so Terrier 72, Mike says six points down, three to go. Am I believing? And I am believing. Oh, even Mike's on board now. Um, Ian Taylor says, I don't think we should be scared of anyone in this division. We've proved we can compete against anyone. And Mike again says, Ref refereeing the Bournemouth game was a total disgrace. We should be second. Can you imagine? Uh, James Bentley says, as a Terrier living in Birmingham, it's a grim place. I I've been to Birmingham, and I'll be honest, it's... I've been to Solihull. Solihull's quite nice, but some parts in Birmingham are a little bit ropey, aren't they? But, you know, beauty's well, where I'll you find it, that. isn't it? It's a good idea to bring in that story, but I hope the guy, I think he would have town fans, but I've never seen anything like it. I parked 20 minutes away from the ground in like kind of a dodgy area. Wasn't it? And I come back towards my car and as I walked on, well, there, was, there, were this, there were a guy and his son in his car and their heads were down. And I'm thinking, wow, this just doesn't look right. Then I looked down. And during that, the bonnet, I think we're in X5, the bonnet has been taken off. The spoiler had been taken off. And they were just, they had the, like, the assets on just waiting for the police to come. And I've never known that the windows were fine, the, the doors were fine, but they'd lost the bonnet and the spoiler just absolutely being just rinsed off during the game. How bad's that? It's shocking, mate. <laughs> Bit crazy. Well, there's bad areas everywhere, mate. Uh, like I say, be beauty is absolutely where you find it. And I'm not one of these people who like to sort of say, oh, your place is a shit hole, want to go home, our place is wonderful, you know, everywhere. You know, everywhere is a good way you find, you know, where you can find it. So, um, but yes, I'm sure you love it over there, James, in Birmingham, really. Uh, let's have a look. So James Bentley also says, the thing I'm happiest about is the rotation of players. We've gone from 12, uh, 13, 14 players to 18 to 20 that we can trust to do a job. The gulf between first team and subs has mostly been closed this year. I think that's always a, I think that's a very valuable point that James makes and backs up what you've been saying about likes of Turton, Colwell, Lees, etc. coming in when they need Josh Ruffles, uh, John Russell's come in, hasn't he? We haven't even mentioned John Russell. You know, he's he's been superb, hasn't he, lately? And you know, Proper's had a quieter game, but you know, he's come out of nowhere. Uh, Scott High played a little bit earlier on. You know, we've got you know got a really decent squad building here. Uh, Terry72 says, once again, I see the mainstream media is brushing over us. Let them brush over us. Let us slip under, the, you know, let them do it. Let, let's keep, let's carry on what we're doing. Uh, also uh, asking, what should we do against Forest? Play a full strength side or rotate everyone? Uh, I think, um, I, I don't think we need to rotate everyone for Forest because we've played more games than everyone else in the championship. So I don't think the, the necessary, I don't think the necessity is on us to rotate as much as maybe some other clubs. So, I, I want to see Huddersfield Town in the quarterfinal of an FA Cup for the first time since 1972. I really want it. Yeah, uh, Matt, you know, you know, like, sorry, just putting in there, Andy mentioned it, but it's like, you, even if we rotate for Forest, it, 
it's not like before where you'd be thinking, bloody hell, what's going to play weekend team? So if you brought in like Iting or Rhodes or I suppose and if you change the keeper, you'd be like eye opener. But I don't think there's many you could even Nabisad. I don't think it'd be like, oh my God, would you? You wouldn't be like, oh, he's throwing the game and stuff. That's what we're saying with the squad. So yeah. I think it's totally different. The guys there now, we've got level playing. The difference in the, the quality of the performances, yeah, one or two you maybe wouldn't swap. But honestly, I, I, I just trust whoever comes in the shirt now, me, to, to be honest with you. It's totally different in the mm. buy. Honestly, John, we've mentioned him so many times, but you just you just expect him to play well now. It's ridiculous. And he's hardly, he's only playing like three or four games on his start. It's that, that expectation level. And from the players themselves, it's just so, people just believe in each other. It's just beautiful. Let's let's carry on with what we've got here. Um, okay, so Jerry Hinnon says, an underrated part of Sauber's season is his apparent indestructibility. Uh, loading the squad in appearances a minute, still uh, leading in appearances a minute, still running uh, end-to-end every game line. End line to end line. That's a very American thing, Jerry. Um, once again, let's have a look. So uh, James Bentley, other than Nichols, who is just a solid platinum, irreplaceable, we have a great second option for every single position. Uh, Jamal Blackman, don't know. He's not really had much chance to shine yet, but... Um, yeah, how did Matt Mules get on yesterday? Use Use yeah. <laughs> I know. Welcome what a coup, mate. You know, he's been begging for jobs for four years, but it's a coup, you know, never mind. What a what, mate? I thought it was <laughs> something else. Yeah. Uh, Max uh, says, don't think we've quite hyped O'Brien as much as we probably should have. Uh, Boss is the midfield in every game. All the oppositions can do is try and foul him. Mate, I do. I think Luis O'Brien is head and shoulders our player of the year this year. Yeah. I think he's absolutely outstanding. And what we were saying the other week Matt, is... That- he sets such a high bar that, you know, he has to get a nine out of 10 to get noticed every week. He's, he's just brilliant, is Lewis. Matt, what a good point that is. And this is a horrible thing to say, but if there's one player that you wouldn't want out for the season now, I know Nichols will be shouted at, but for me, if Lewis O'Brien goes, our odds for promotion, double man, is that important? Yeah, 100%. I think both of them are, Lee Nichols and and uh, and Lewis. Um, 100%, they're, they're definitely the most two Uh two most important at the moment. Uh, and you would have said Danny Ward as well, but Jordan came in and did really well against Birmingham. So, you know, I think, you know, this. I think the reason why we aren't acting much, we just expect it now. He always makes me laugh about when Messi, like, has a, Messi were, like, really good the other night, but because he wasn't doing, like, scoring three goals and beating 18 men, it was like, but, but if that was someone else, we didn't know who it was, we'd be like, wow, that number 30, what a player and that as well. But because... You expect them things now. You don't kind of like think about it where O'Brien, you just expect that top eight out of 10 performance and stuff like that as well. That's probably why we're going about John Russell because he's new and we were like, didn't know what we were going to get where O'Brien, it, it's, a, it's bang on, mate, that tweet because he's, he was town's best man. He played, left midf- he played left midfield, didn't he? And that's the other thing we talk about. Dwayne Holmes has been a Swiss army knife and so is Louis O'Brien. You know, he plays left back, he plays... Uh, six, he plays eight, he plays 10, he plays left wing, you know, he plays all over the place, left wing back. He, you know, he's just an outstanding footballer. And if he's still here next year, Huddersfield Town have got promoted. It's as simple as that, isn't it? Um, let's... I think his best position is, Matt. Lewis says, uh, Lewis O'Brien's best position for me is as a number eight on the left side of a central midfield uh, in a 4-3-3. That is what I would say. Uh, box to box, up and down, Mazala, if you like. Um, yeah so let's wrap up some of these uh, we've got James Bentley says absolutely love the way Carlos is doing things play to our strengths but change the tactic to attack their weaknesses uh, Leo says how many points to guarantee playoffs normally around 70 points which we are well on course to achieve I think we've got a little thing on that towards the end of this uh, Lee if you hang on uh, Bez5678 says am I right in thinking if we beat Peterborough on Friday then we can't be relegated first things first lol <laughs> stay you know there we go uh, that's just a town fan through and through isn't it Bez uh, you know make sure you look after that first um, worries first and bacon and egg sandwich says I agree that we have become a difficult problem to solve for other teams great name everyone loves a bacon and egg sandwich uh, right guys let's move on to Cardiff City have we calmed down Cosy since Cardiff City we were so excited that we had to get home at warp speed and throw a, throw a live pod together didn't we it was just and you know what? that podcast is actually something like the fifth most popular live episode that we've done. It's got like almost a thousand views, which is mad considering how crap it was, you know, because we had absolutely no structure what? to it or anything. It was diabolical. But we were just so excited, weren't we, that we such a, oh, a, a, an amazing win that we just had to sort of get home and just do something, didn't we? we, we... Tonight, the weather, the weather 
afterwards where it was like needed a, a, a speedboat to get home. It, everything about it was just dramatic, wasn't it, and that as well. And just, I, th- you know, again, there's a lot being said about these Tuesday Wednesday. But again, Millwall had the 24 hours rest that we didn't have. They played the night before, but I think because the, if anyone felt anyone like me, I, was, I just glided through the last three days of the week, buzzing, couldn't wait for Birmingham. And, and we kind of took that on yesterday where, and obviously they came in the back of a defeat on midweek. So I think these midweek games, if you win them, you don't miss that 24 hours extra rest and that as well. But it was a special night, wasn't it? It really was. Well, I mean, obviously we had a little pod and i say on, on Wednesday, but I let the guys come in in second. But to me, that finally we had a discount offer and we had the amazing finish. We had the win. How many times over the years we've, We've got people in a cut price deals and we've blown it and it was just brilliant. And they wouldn't I knew we were gonna win it. Just the best feeling ever. When you believe there's the belief there and uh oh we're wild man. The the noise of the goal. That video that I think I put up on Thursday that we're doing rounds on YouTube. Amazing how people are filming the game, it's like a bit mad, but each to their own, but it was just carnage, wasn't it? It was just brilliant, man. Yeah. Till about the, the 65th minute with the fact that I met you for the first time ever, Cosy. Um, up until that point, I'm, I'm, I'm a miserable son when I'm watching. And I'm going to my son, I'm bored. I'm bored. I'm bored. This is just the same. I'm grumpy old man stuff. So I think we first 60 minutes, I didn't think we were that great, if I'm honest. I think we, we kept the shape well. I think we did okay. Fantastic finish. Um, I mean... You did a great job on that uh, that live podcast. I didn't watch it live, but I've watched it back since. I'm one of those over a thousand people that viewed it. Um, but I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm just expectations have just gone through the roof now a little bit with with how well we have been playing. Uh, like the Fulham game on the Saturday before, we were absolutely outstanding. First half, first hour, thought we struggled a bit, and then when they scored it, we, but what? It wasn't. It wasn't me. I can't remember who pointed it out. Somebody did it on, on social media. Was that Lee Nichols didn't have a flap about the fact that they scored. He just went out and said, "Okay, to calm down. You need to do that. You need to do that. You need to do that." And we will. And there was that belief there. You're absolutely right uh, that we would get back into it. Uh, it was a fabulous finish. The farm table. I thought they were a good side, and uh, I thought they go with a cracking goal. I know you can poke holes at our defending, and that's what the guy took his finish. Beautifully, and again, the, I think the best thing is about there's been so many of these games this year, and we've not we've drawn quite a lot of them to be fair. Where the opposition will score, and it's a proper knife through the heart kind of thing. And and anyone else, the away side there, they're going to go on and win it. I think Stoke's another one that we can kind of throw into it. And you go away, I think bloody hell, if you know, I, I keep wheeling that stat wheeled out that these points we you know, from winning positions, but I just took a different view and I think it's all led to this amazing run where, you know, if you're not losing, it still builds confidence, doesn't it? You've still got your point and it don't work like that, does football? Just because we were winning, don't mean to say we're going to, you know, go on and win it and that as well. But the fact that, I know it's all the same, but if you can't win, don't lose. And it's like, that has happened so many times in the home games and that as well, although people want to twist it around to say, look how many points we've lost and, and again, Wednesday night, you'd have been delighted with that point, wouldn't you, Andy? Like, you know, when we were coming right. into that 90th minute. But you just think you one more chance. And someone said to me at work, I says, I've seen your winning goal, and that's what you're on at the moment. So what do you mean? He says, that it was just a long punt up, wasn't it, really? The centre half, that flint was about six foot nine. And yeah. inexplicably <laughs> lets it drop his head. And Johnny Boy just spins on it. Although it was Jordan Rhodes in my <laughs> damp eyes on Wednesday night and puts it in. It's That's where we're at at the moment. It's just like, Honestly, it's just incredible. It used to be we went one nil down. That were it. Game over. Last season, oh, one and done. Position score, forget it. Walk away. Turn it off. Go and do something else because we weren't coming back. And now we've got that resilience, that um, that professionalism, that calmness that just says, "Yeah, we'll get back into this. We'll keep doing what we need to do. We, we're well coached. We know what we're doing. We know our roles and responsibilities. We will create an opportunity." And the
think we've had enough bad luck in the past, haven't we, to uh, to have expect a few things to go our way this this year for sure. One thing to say though, Matt, Cardiff brought over one thousand supporters on a Wednesday night, billions of miles away from home, on a game that will be on the red button in shit weather conditions. Proper support, man. Respect. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. It's a long way to you know from Cardiff. I, I went there in August for uh, for a little bit of a break, and it's a long drive, especially when you have to do it twice in the same day. You know, so you know, fair play to anybody who's you know come to that game because that's you know it's five pound a ticket. I think if you travel that far, is, you know the least that you deserve. So uh, well done to all from Cardiff. Uh, a rather away moment for me. Um, there's a few a few things about that. There's a few gremlins cricking into the stream at the minute. Uh, there's a few little things about, you know, whether that's our, our Rotherham moment, the Cardiff one. For me, it was like Fulham was a little bit Rotherham because that, because the that Rotherham game in 1617 is the game where I think a lot of people thought, shit, we can do this. You know what I mean? And I think the Fulham away game was very much a, Oh Christ, we can do this. Whereas the Cardiff last minute goal sort of mirrored, you know, sort of the last minute goal. So it's, I can see why people are comparing the both. Um, and a couple of people said they've, uh, they thought the same thing. Uh, well played by Rhodes, uh, says Bez, uh, on goals assist to Karoma, blocking the giant centre-half for Russell's extremely calmly taken goal. I think that was the one thing we pointed out on the live one, wasn't it, uh, Cosy, that the head back from Jordan Rhodes to Karoma was just yeah. ex- outstanding, wasn't it? Matt, we're going back to that Rotherham. Rotherham were rock bottom. They were relegated by the time we played them. We we built, we knocked them, their confidence were done. Cardiff with a different proposition, mate. They're on fire, though, top it's, the, it's so, the emotion, isn't it? Though that's what they're going for the, the yeah. emotion, the emotive angle. Yeah, that's what we tweeted. Though we've beaten, you know, Fulham, Cardiff, lesser extent, Birmingham, all struggling, but we we've beaten some good sides recently. Yeah, you know, the, the team just deserves so much credit, don't they? And there's there's a couple of things to sort of wrap up the podcast with, if you like. Um, one thing Lee mentioned earlier, Oates mentioned earlier, is, is what what do we think we need to do to get in the playoffs? There's a couple of figures going around. I think on average just under 73 points. It's something like 72.6 points on average gets you into the championship playoffs. But in the last couple of years, it seems to have gone up a little bit to 74. So, you know, if we if we have a glance at the championship table, you can actually hear my brain whirring, can't you, as I type in the championship table into Google here. And I'm still buying time because I'm not the fastest typer. We are third in the league as it stands. Uh, we've got 11 games remaining. Uh, and to get to that magic, magic sort of 74, shall we say, Huddersfield Town need 15 points in the last 11 games. Uh, you know, playoff, it could be a moving target. There's, I think there's some good sides up there this year. Luton are coming really hard on the rails at the minute, aren't they? They're, they're doing really well. Uh, Sheffield United have got games in hand. Middlesbrough have got games in hand. Forest have got games in hand. Coventry have got games in hand. Uh, QPR, Blackburn, you know, they're both sort of decent, but having the odd wobble here and there. Um there's a lot of teams. Uh, a lot of teams night. in this. There's a lot of teams in this. You two huge games. Huddersfield, Peterborough, Sheffield United, Nottingham Forest. Obviously, both we have to play on the Friday, so we can play on the money in the cup. But there's going to be, you know, twists and turns. Because I don't say, oh, we enjoy watching Huddersfield Town. You know, it's everyone's going to expect three points. The bookies, the town fans, and stuff. But I just, I just, just don't feel like a team that's faced by that. And famous last words when we're on here in a week's time, and you know, Peterborough beating us, but. It just, I, I feel so calm about it. It's, it's beautiful, man. I think. One of the things to recognise is that apparently there's only, of the teams that have got games in hand on us, only two of those teams could overtake us now if they if they win those games in hand. So that was, I would think, would drop us down to fifth, wouldn't it? So you've got to think we're, we're definitely contenders. Um, What's happened to Stoke, Andy? Stoke, when we played them, like, 15? Yeah. Yeah, it's, 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 it's amazingly tight. But I think if we... If we carry on as we've been doing, at one point, one point six eight five game uh, points a game, because a mate of mine's a blade, and he reckons that he, he created his own league table, which was points per game, so that put him above us. But now we're back in front of his, in top of his points per game table. So up yours, Granty, um, if you ever watch this. Keep that sort of form, we we will get in the playoffs. Uh, I think we do the fifteen points. 74 points would, would get us in there. That's three wins, uh, sorry, what, five wins out of 11 games. It's well within the capability of this team. Oh anyone, who, anyone who thinks it's going to be a piece of piss, Andy, though, I'll just read you this score out. Barnsley yeah. three, middle for two, mate. And yeah. I think the, the only thing I'll say, I, what, I want to go around everyone and agree. I walked out yesterday thinking, for the first time, if we don't make the six, 
I'll be disappointed and I've not felt that mm. all season. I'm at that stage now. Yeah, agree. I think for me, there's probably the first time there's a little bit of expectation, actually. Uh, it's only because we've kind of put ourselves in such a good position that actually I feel like if we didn't qualify for the playoffs now, we'd almost thrown something away. Um, the, the opportunity didn't quite like that. Yeah, I just feel was. I think the good, the thing for me is I I I don't know about in theory, but it's almost like I felt we were there. Well, obviously we deserve to be there, but I I feel these get especially Cardiff Fulham. It builds that we deserve to be there. We're as good as you, you know. And yeah, some of the team sheets might be a lot more glossier. And God, he cost twenty million like McBurney, and he cost eight million and this that. But we've had ours on our bench. We had and Ben's a X million and and Decabe. That means absolutely jack shit. It's about what people care about, the badge, and you know, and and really want to go the extra mile. That run them horrible corners on them wet, windy nights, like on Wednesday night. They want to put that effort in. I, I it's a beautiful thing. I, I know it's built by a, an amazing unbeaten run, but I just feel we're as good as anyone in there. You don't win it full. Run a seventeen match unbeaten run in all comps if you've not got something about you. And I think it does annoy me a little bit when people say, and some of our own fans, we're not even that good. Bullshit. You. How can you not be that good with 17 unbeaten? You know, we're, we're knocking some big teams out of the way. We are good. We're not, what do you mean we're not good? I think some people are confusing it because we're not beating teams three or four nil. That doesn't mean we're not that good. Or, we, you know, we're knocking teams up like we beat Brighton easily and, and the, that promotion season and other teams where we were getting three, I think beat Norwich three goals. Moy had a good night. It don't matter. It don't matter. That That's different football. We are good because we're different, man. We're solid. We're resolute. We've got, we've got different strengths. You've got to appreciate that. Don't keep comparing it to that other team, says the man who keeps comparing it to Wagner's team. Yeah. <laughs> they, I think they asked uh, Michael Heffley that, you know, do you see simula- uh, similarities between the two teams? And he was like, don't do not do that. Don't compare them. And I, I agree, really. It's completely, you know, two different styles, two different squads. They're, they're very different. And I'm I'm with Sai. I think... I think I think up to the Fulham game, if you'd have said to me you'll finish eighth this season, I'd have gone, Oh yeah, okay, that's 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 fair enough. That's pretty decent. But now I feel like after we've beat after the last few games, if we drop out of that top six, I'll I'll feel disappointed. But I'll also feel like I don't have a right to be disappointed either, because you know, I think nobody expected us to be there. But yeah, I think I'll be disappointed and I want Huddersfield Town to get I want Huddersfield Town to be the best football club it can be, and that, you know, means being up in the Premier League, swinging punches and and trading. So, um, I, you know, I want us to finish top six. I want us to get promoted. I want us to get to the next round of the FA cup. That's just the way, that's the way it is, isn't it? So I, I'm with Sai on that one. Um, other, other bits and bats. So Peterborough, Cosy, there's this, the reason I mentioned them as a ghost earlier in, in the sort of intro is 1992 Huddersfield town going for promotion. They, t- they turn up, you know, we, we absolutely knob them, don't we? For three halves of football. And then, long ball over the top and Peterborough going to Wembley and we're getting charged by horses on the pitch, aren't we, if you remember that day. Uh, 1995, 1995, town town top of the league, Peterborough come on, I think they called it Black Thursday or something back then. Peterborough turn up, beat us 2-1 in our own, on our own park, patch, you know what I mean? And and that's where we fell sort of from the, from the top of the league. And I don't know if you remember, but they're all doing that sort of silly band dance thing, do you know, where they're all hooking arms, weren't they, and running around in circles after they'd scored. I think it's a good game for us, Matt. I think it's a great opportunity for us that there's going to be a bit of needle because there always is town on people. It's one of those weird ones where, yeah. you know, some people, I think there were an article in a, in a, on online the other week about two teams that dislike each other that are like nowhere near each other geographical and no, and, and it kind of talks about it. So I think it's a great game for us that as well because, they, I mean, that's a shocking start for McCann losing at Umar Ulu, lost at Umar Barnes. The classic championship makes no sense. So, yeah, there'll be a bit of edge. Our fans will be giving it out, going down yeah. and all that lot, and then they'll be singing about Old Trafford because they're still yeah, 2011. Yeah, mate. Like I say, Peterborough yeah. have got a habit of really sort of pissing us off when we go for promotion. So that's I'm a, I'll be very wary of them, no matter where they are in the league. I'll be very wary of Peterborough, and they do have players that are quite decent. So if you know what, like I say, Carlos Carlos is exercising ghosts left, right, and centre. So if we beat Peterborough. I'm, on Friday, you know, I'm going to have to mock Carlos up in his, you know, his Ghostbusters outfit. But the best or thing is, Matt, again, you can get your points on the board early yeah. for the weekend. It would be the sweetest thing. There's nothing better than winning on a Friday. We, we were frustrated, weren't we, against Stoke when, you know, it didn't kind of go our way that, that Friday and it does kind of fest in the weekend. It's brilliant. If, if we're trying to get them three points on Friday, I know Sheffield are playing not 
Forest, a draw, please. Mate, but if we if we honestly, get three points, we'll go perfect. second. We'll go second. We'll have played five games more than Bournemouth, but we'll still be second. You know what I mean? That's the, you know, and it, it'll look great. Well, it'll look great. It absolutely will. Who's playing on Tuesday, Matt? Have you Wednesday? Have you seen any of them fixtures? I've not looked, to be fair. Uh, oh, there are a couple because I was looking. I think Sheffield United playing again. Uh, or Car- I think yeah. Cardiff are playing, aren't they? Uh, oh, who are playing championship fixtures? Let's have, a, have look. a look. Do you know what? I did have a look because I was looking at the fantasy uh, championship stuff um, just a few days ago, but my memory is absolutely shot right, these days. Okay. First of March, we've got Cardiff and Derby. That doesn't affect us. Is that it? Uh, that's, yeah, that's it. Just on Tuesday, Cardiff. Yeah, that's it. So no one. So yeah, we're all we're all back together. But there we go. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm excited for Friday because Chico put uh, a message on Instagram and says these boys deserve the stadium full, and they do. Or, you know, they deserve the crowd in there, man. Mm-hmm. Let Let's get down there and you know just fill it. It's Friday night. What a perfect way to start your week and get down there. Get yourself to Magic you know, Rock beforehand. Get some get yeah. some lubrication. Get down to the ground. And yeah, get behind it's under the lights, town ground. We saw it what happened on Wednesday. Let's we get it going again this Friday. Come on, absolutely. So, I think the last point of my agenda is uh, just something that uh, has been going around for a few weeks now. So, the Huddersfield Town Supporters Association have contacted the club uh, for their comment on the new ticket priority, which they've kind of put through the back door a little bit, uh, where you have to rejoin the Blue and White Foundation to guarantee a tier one status. Um, HDSA have contacted the club about their lack of consultation and are wanting to discuss via the ATT group. Uh, I think that's quite, it's something that I believe in really is that I I really don't like the way that the the club have done this. Um, Not to the point where I'm kicking and screaming or anything, but I just think it's a little bit, a little bit wrong. You know, the, the policy's a little bit wrong when they already had something decent in place. And I'm quite pleased that the HDSA are just taking steps to sort of uh, speak to the club about that, and uh, and hopefully um, something will be will be sorted in the not too distant future. But the the club need to ha- you know to support them. They they need to have some kind of system in place. But um, I don't understand what was wrong with the old one. But you know maybe we'll get some some comments on that soon. So shall we go to see what people are saying on the lovely YouTube channel? So let's have a a quick goose. Um, so. Let's have a look. So Bez just talking about the Cardiff game says, uh, well played to Rhodes, both goals and assist to Caroman blocking the giant centre half for Russell's extremely calm taken goal. Uh, Richard Hookie on Cardiff says, not a great game, but came away with three points, which is a sign of a great side. Uh, and Mike says again, Bournemouth, QPR and Luton all at home to come. So that is obviously going to uh, sort a lot of things out. I think Town's run as well is very interesting because we, we have Millwall away coming up, don't we? Uh, Peterborough, we've got Forrest. Uh, West Brom away on a Friday night and that is a very interesting one because West Brom probably still think they're with an outside chance of the playoffs and then there's there's also Millwall on the horizon so this next also they're playing tomorrow at the West Brom yeah West Brom yeah. tomorrow there's a, there's a cluster of games which is coming Wednesday coming up yeah so there's that cluster which is coming up now which is really going to sort of I think tell us where we're going to be at the end of the year and as someone put higher up in the chat as well it'd be nice to have Tino Andrin available to sort of throw on as a wild card to you know, see how it is. And Pippa as well, obviously. Uh, and JF says, I'm with Cozzy. I think we'll do Peterborough United. That's what we like. We like confidence, don't we? Uh, and Bez also says, I don't like what the club has done, but for the HDSA to accuse a club of greed is wrong with the price of tickets and £5 offers, etc. Yeah, that is that is a good point that the club do do a lot of good stuff, don't they? With You know, it should always be balanced that the club do a lot of good things with terms of, you know, tickets, ticket prices, etc. Um, and, you know, there, there are accusations going through, aren't they, with regards to sort of... Um, it being sort of a greedy sort of cash grab and, and what have you, but um, we'll stay neutral on, on those comments for now. But, you know, it's not, like I say, it's something which I I would prefer us to go back to the old system, but uh, we'll move on from from that. And James Bentley says, lots of top half teams to play each other and a bunch of points off each other. Bournemouth have a good eight or nine of them left to play. Um, that's it for me tonight, guys. Andy, thank you very much for stepping into the ginger shoes. Um Anything else before we go? Cosy, there was a song on Saturday yeah, that you really liked that you didn't mention. Song that we're going around, mate. It started going a little bit on Wednesday. It will echoing around St. Andrews yesterday. So we're going to sing it now. So get it sung on Friday, mate. Dwayne Holmes, John Russell. Here we go. Say it ain't so. I will not go. We got Dwayne Holmes, Johnny Russell. La, 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 la. Honestly, it's Friday night. <laughs> get it going. I'd have told you Dwayne Holmes would have a chant about 
this time last year, you'd have been, you'd have known what chant it would have been. But we've got a song now, get it sung. John Russell, who'd have been thinking we were singing about him in August? So, sailing so. John Russell. Brilliant, mate. Honestly, if, if you're on a plane, you're getting a song made out of you, you must feel amazing. Can you imagine that? After, I was... after four games, four games. And <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. Honestly, there's been some amiss chance over the over the years with the Castle but I think they've nailed this one, man. It's going to be, uh, can't wait, getting there th Friday night. Come on, town. Bring the car back to Lads, what's your favourite 90th minute goal? Got to be Heffley against Leeds. A shot from Moy and sliding in at the death, Michael Heffley. Great finish to the game. Shared with my family, only made better by ordering McDonald's via McDelivery afterwards. Three points, not nugget share box, spot on. Order McDelivery now by the McDonald's app. You in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.